Welcome to All Means All. I'm Carolyn O'Hearn. And I'm Sarah Perglosi. We are two inclusive education enthusiasts striving to shift mindsets, challenge the status quo, and open more doors for all students in all settings, all of the time. Today, we're really excited to welcome Carolyn Parker to our podcast. Uh, Carolyn, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. Yeah, so I am another Carolyn. I am a speech-language pathologist by trade. I spent 10 years working in the public schools as a uh, speech-language pathologist, working with students uh, who used a wide array of assistive technology in AAC. I worked mostly with early childhood, so we were getting to introduce AAC, which was really exciting. Um, And then most recently in my career, about two and a half years ago now, I decided I wanted um, to make a change, and so I opened a private practice on the side. So my private practice is Stepping Stones Speech Therapy, and I didn't mean for it to um, go down this path, but all of my clients currently are AAC users, and so that has been awesome, getting to work in homes with AAC users and getting AAC set up into their routines in that home environment um, has been a very awesome aspect of my career that I didn't know I was missing. We've been talking a lot over the last couple of days about the importance of partnership between schools and the community, including outside speech therapy or outside services. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the tips or experiences that you've had? How can we better partner with our community members? Yeah, absolutely. As a outside speech therapist, I always love when um, any educator reaches out to me or if I reach out to them and they are willing to collaborate and be part of ongoing conversations surrounding our students. I think that sometimes that's a piece of it that we miss and and you know I certainly have been on the education side of it where I know a student's getting outside therapy but it just seems like oh that's another person I have to contact or another phone call I have to make and it just seems um, it seems like a little bit too much at the time um, but having been in both of those roles and seen the beauty of what happens when we do collaborate, I will always push for um, people to work together in those roles. I think it's easier as an outside therapist to be the one contacting the school. Um, Just in terms of time, I have that time put in my schedule as a private therapist. Um, I know educators are, are, you know, we talk about time being the one thing that we wish we had more of always. Um, So I do try to set up that initial connection, but as an outside therapist, I love getting invitations to IEPs. I love getting invitations to um, any just team meetings if they're teaming around a student trying to um, talk through barriers or different aspects of AAC implementation. I love getting invited to those meetings and be able to talk through what we are, what is working at home, and also get ideas of, you know, how I can help generalize things happening in school to the home environment. I love that. I wonder, um, how can parents help foster the connection between private therapists and school teams? When a request comes from a parent to work together, I think it has um, a lot more meaning to both sides. Um, And so I would love, you know, if parents 
did initiate that of like, hey, I have, here is my outside therapist's number. Please, um, can you please give her a call? Can you guys please connect? And as a parent, sometimes you also may need to be the person that is making sure that happens. Um, and ask to be involved in that too. Like, let's talk about, um, if we're gonna talk about my child, I wanna be part of that conversation, right? And so um, kind of being the champion for, let's have a conversation with these entities, with school and outside therapies, and, and let's set a time and a date to make this happen. It's easier said than done, of course, um, but I do think you know parents can really be a champion for initiating that connection. And so Carolyn, you talk a lot about how you work in the homes with families. What are some ways if we have ancillary staff that are out here, if we have speech therapists or teachers, how can we start to help families feel more comfortable around AAC, how to support their learners in all environments? It really starts at the beginning of when we are as school personnel, if we're considering AT and AAC having that having those families input from the beginning because I think when we have parent input from those very initial conversations it's so much easier to have the parent buy-in at home and when we start considering AAC and we talk through AAC not only as a solution for school but as a solution for all environments that immediately changes the focus I have I have absolutely only considered school as a school speech pathologist when thinking about AAC. This is something that they're going to use at school um, and, and have not thought beyond that scope. So I think the sooner that we can think about AAC for a tool in all environments and pull the parents and family and caregivers in from the beginning, the better we set ourselves up for success. I do think another thing that we can do as school therapists um, is to really once that device or strategy or tool is in place how can we bring that parent in to train them or see their student using that tool in action because i think there's just a fear of you know it's something different it's something i've never seen or been exposed to before it's something different that i never expected for my child um, and so just being able to help them get their comfort level with AAC and what that might look like. And then facilitating some conversations about what could AAC look like at home? How could you start using this at home? Let's pick one time of the day to start using AAC at home, whether that's dinner, or whether that's some reading time before bed. When can we start using AAC um, in one routine in our day and then try to expand that? I also think as school therapists, sometimes people get scared to recommend outside therapy. Um, they get worried about, I, I don't want to make it seem like I can't do this, or you know, is, is the district gonna have to end up paying for it? I think that's something I hear a lot. So I don't, I don't want people to be scared that if you're recommending outside therapy or, or giving parents resources, it doesn't make us any less of therapists to pull in someone else to collaborate with. One thing I want to circle back to that I like frantically took notes on because I was like, oh, I'm so glad you said something, was thinking about 
AAC and these tools as a solution for all environments, not just specifically in school or in your outside outside therapy place, um, kind of where your home is. And so how how can we have conversations or start conversations with maybe the naysayers or those who are hesitant to think beyond the here and now, right? So if I'm a school speech path and I'm only thinking, you know, we need to make sure that you're you're using your AAC device here at school before I even consider sending it home, um, which pains me to even say out loud, but that still exists, right? Or if you are um, a parent, like I know you just gave a really great example of how to, to talk parents through starting it, um, but having those parents who may say, mm -mm, I don't want AAC or I, I don't think that this would make them look or feel very included, how can we start those conversations with some of those who might be hesitant? You know, I have run into this before as a school therapist and as a, a, a private practice therapist. And in those scenarios, sometimes, you know, I think it is best if we can show them their student being successful. And so as much as we want to think of AAC as a tool for all environments, sometimes we do have to start it in one place to show that their student can be successful. And once those people, those naysayers, it's very hard to see a child be successful with something and then say, no, it's not gonna work. Um, so I do think, you know, there are those cases that sometimes we need to start at school or sometimes we need to start in private therapy um, and do things like take pictures, take videos, be able to show um, the, the great things that are happening with AAC. And I think, that's important even if the student isn't yet interacting with the device because you know we hear people are going well they're not they're not doing anything with it okay well that's okay what else can we take from this are they engaged more are they showing more communicative intent than they did before and those might be times that we need to pull in something like the communication matrix um, or another way that we can you know, kind of qualitatively show that things are moving, that progress is being made, even if it's small little baby steps. So, um, you know, there's always going to be naysayers as, you know, sometimes we need to just start somewhere and then show growth and show success to get those people on board. I love that you brought up photos and videos, because I feel like those provide more evidence. Not that I think people always question it, but sometimes you might think, oh yeah, but were they really X? And so they provide more evidence, but they also provide a really nice way of showing either the school or the family or the, the outside therapy um, what the positioning looked like and what engagement looks like and how the access might, method might be different. So I might not see it in my setting, but seeing a video or a picture saying, oh, <laughs> that's because I didn't put it in the right spot or, oh, she was engaged and it just didn't look like the way I was looking for it. So I think those are all really great ideas. As a outside therapist, if you can, you know, whatever um, release you need, like media release, to be able to send photos and videos to parents and to a, their school team. Put that in place as soon as you start working with a student um, because you're right, photos and videos are so powerful. Um, and that's by far, you know, the I get so excited when I get photos and videos of my students doing things at school as outside therapists. And it's just a great way to like keep that communication loop going that we're we're brainstorming when 
we need to, like, you know, we brainstorming solutions when we need to, but we're also celebrating success together as a whole team around that child. And Carolyn, a lot of what you've talked about today is communication. It's actively seeking out opportunities to communicate with families, to communicate with school teams, to communicate with other providers. And that's something you mentioned too, time, right? So that does take time. But I think the three of us as therapists, as educators, as moms, um, we can all speak to the power of slowing down and establishing those connections and really fostering that. Because when we work together, when we see each other as partners, it really leads to better outcomes for all of us and especially our students.